So I am joined by Nick Palazzolo, who is also the host of a podcast called Weekly Sports Talk. What's up, Nick? What's going on, Will? Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you mentioned that you've been playing baseball, right? Like you had practice recently? Yeah, I just had a little hitting practice uh, over the last two days. We got our first tournament this weekend, you know, with this new normal, you know, and you just got to try and uh, make the best of it. I don't know what like the more tournament specific rules are, but I'm just excited to get back at it. Yeah, I was curious, uh, how has practice been going just from the pandemic aspect of things? Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it all be, it all comes down to like field availability because many high schools can't have practice, uh, right? So, you know, you got to go find an open field or a park district field to have practice. We have a building where we got cages and a couple throwing lanes where we could do just our basic stuff. But, you know, it, it's more of like we, we got to kind of control ourselves no more than like a group of 10, 10 to 12, you know, try to space out the best we can. Um, social distance when we can like we don't wear masks uh, because like uh, there's like studies like if you wear a mask during exercise that like cuts mm. off your oxygen and stuff like yes. that so you don't want anyone brutal. to yeah you don't want anyone to die during practice right but uh, other, it's it's like a new normal but, but we're all yeah. starting to get there and feel better a lot um, about baseball coming back yeah, so is this recent, or have you been practicing and even doing any scrimmages or anything recently? Yeah, well, we've started, like, the last couple of weeks, you know, just kind of doing, like, just the basic stuff. Because, like, uh, I live in Illinois, and, you know, you being a part of, like, a high school, once your high school season starts, you can't do anything with your travel team, right? So right. we it was more of, like, the waiting time for, even though we didn't have a season, um, it was like the what if we do, we had to wait until IHSA, the Illinois High School Association, lifts the ban, right, before we could get back and doing anything. So we've started up within like the last two, three weeks now. Awesome. Are you guys behind or is this like the normal time that you'd be starting typically? Uh, we're, we're a little bit behind. Typically, we would have, what's today, the 24th, 23rd? 23rd. Yeah. 23rd, we probably would have had two tournaments by now. Gotcha. Uh, give or take, you know, we're missing out on a couple tournaments. But if anything, we got to schedule a tournament in August. We schedule one in August. Is this through score or uh, just kind of a different league? No, it's just like a, just your basic travel team. Cool. Gotcha. How long have you been playing? Oh, Jesus. Uh, good question. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> um, Ring that bell. <laughs> yeah. For as long as I can remember, because I'm 17, so probably since for the last 11 years, 12 years. Nice. Wow. Uh, now, speaking of baseball, so what is your thoughts? What do you think about Major League Baseball? I think they're finally coming back. It sound, I mean, it sounds like they're coming back. Um, I, I saw, you know, something like 60 games. It's hard to keep straight uh, after all this back and forth for months, but it sounds like they're coming back. It sounds like it's going to be something like 60 games, I, I guess, in that realm. Uh, what do you think about just this back and forth, this arduous process? Yeah, you know, from from, from the player standpoint, I understand, right? Like, right. you know, you want your full prorated, right? But if you take a look at the owner's first proposal way back in like May or not May, March, March and April, they were like, you know, once we get cleared to play, you know, they wanted like 82 games with um 80 percent uh prorated and I, I think it was jeff passing on get up this morning he was like that would have given the players 300 million dollars more than what they make if uh as a whole as if uh 
or instead of Manfred implementing a season, right? So, so I think like, what did the players really gain? Like Trevor Bauer was very vocal about it on Twitter. He was like, you know, um, he's like, we just f- f- fought for three months, right? Yeah. And we we just had a mandated season. What did we really gain except the the ability to file a grievance? Take a look at the Chris Bryant Chris Bryant grievance. It wasn't heard for another five years. So yeah. <laughs> so how long? How much did it really benefit? I understand the owners want to make as much money as possible. I, I, like with the grievance, the players could subpoena the owners' books. Like I'd be interested to get a look at the owners' books to see how much money they do or don't make. Right. But, you know, it's one of those things where I'm a baseball fan. I will always love baseball. I will put on any baseball game because that's just how I am, right? Mm -hmm. I play Mm -hmm. baseball. I love watching baseball. But it gets to a certain point, like, just just figure it out. Stop bitching. Can we just figure this out, please? Just give us as many games as possible. And, you know, with the expanded playoffs, I thought that would have been cool. But, you know, I I just want baseball back. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean... Even though it's like uh, June and it's kind of like, well, I'm used to this. No, I mean, I don't want to be used to it, but I am kind of used to not having, for the most part, you know, a lot of our sports. Some of them have obviously been coming back, but it's like, yeah, I want baseball back. I will be watching it, and I'm very curious to see how any sport plays out as far as, you know, hockey, basketball, baseball, whatever. Uh, as you mentioned, the new normal, whether it's no fans or just some sort of distancing but hockey and basketball are, are basically close to coming back, it sounds like. I mean, theoretically, and, you know, they're going to have to manage the COVID-19, you know, the spikes and everything. And, you know, with baseball, it's been money and how they're going to come back. And now it's like they're going to have to figure out the safety aspect of it, too. So it's like watch them finally come to an agreement only for COVID-19 to basically wipe it out. As far as the season, if it's 60 or 58 or whatever games, they were talking about it on ESPN 1000 on Cap and some other shows and about what the World Series mean the same or it, what it not mean as much because it's a shorter season. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you take a look at it, you take a look at baseball as a whole. I'll start there. You know, baseball needed this opportunity. They had three months to get this figured out, and now when games, if this plan gets approved, which I think it will, um, you know. They'll have baseball will just have the spotlight for a week before the NHL and and the NBA. And and they really needed to utilize this window because first it was like July 4th, then July 10th. And now we're looking at July 24th. Right. So you take a look at it. Baseball really needed this window. Back to your question. It's like for the Cubs, if they win, greatest team ever. If If anybody else wins, an asterisk goes right next to them. That's how I feel. Like if the Cubs if the Cubs win, it's legit. If anyone else um, wins, you know, it's uh, definitely deserves an asterisk. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, it's like I'm glad the Cubs won it in 16, so that we had the normal season. You know, everything. So if they win this year, it's great. Okay, cool. And I get it. It's like if they hadn't won before and they finally won it in this weird season like this, it's like, okay, fine. People are going to say what they're going to say, but they won the World Series. On the other hand, I am glad they had the normal type of season. Uh, And also, you know, I think about any sport at this point, the the unique challenges that the pandemic has brought on. And it's like, okay, you know, with baseball, they're starting at the beginning, basically, whereas the other sports are kind of we're already towards the end. But you know, it's like, yeah, it's got its unique challenges, but I totally get the people that say, well, it's not quite the same. But on the other hand, it's like, 
you know, the team can't help it. This is just the weird circumstances that we're in. So, yeah, I'm kind of glad that the Cubs, it, I don't know that they would have won it this year or would win it this year anyways, but I am glad they did it under a full 162 plus the, the normal playoffs. But we'll see. How do you feel about the runners on second in the extra innings? Eh, you know, you know I, I mean, I, I feel like I'll get used to it eventually because basically growing up in tournament play, because that's just how I play you know, once you reached extra innings, that's how it was, right? That, that, like, that's how I grew up playing. We grew up with California rules, which means one ball, one strike on the batter at all times in extra innings and the last batted out of the previous innings on second base. You know, that's how we just played it to kind of speed it up. But if, I don't know how I feel about it because I, I kind of like a like, – I understand in a shortened season, you don't want to have like a mm -hmm. six and a half hour baseball game. Like, I understand that. But at the same time, that's what makes baseball cool. Like in football, you just you have like a sudden death overtime. Right. But yeah. in baseball, you could play like 28 innings. And I think that's cool. Like, like but I understand. But I, I don't know if you saw, but Bob Nightingale had a tweet. I think it was earlier today. He said, like, in extra innings, like, they could use free substitution. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, that kind of ruins it, right? Because, like, right. you know, Chris Bryant can come in and out. You know, if Anthony Rizzo, he's had a history with a back, he can play an inning, not play an inning, go back in. You know, you could use a pinch runner here, take him out, put him back. It's just all this, all these stupid rules. I feel like they're almost getting, like, because uh, I, I don't know how you feel about Rob Manfred, but I, but he's the worst commissioner out of like <laughs> the, four, if the four major sports. Because he just, yeah. I just get the feeling that he hates baseball, right? Because yeah. like uh, normal baseball, you're like cool. Ex most people like they like extra innings, thirteen, fourteen innings. That's cool. Fifteen, sixteen, yeah, okay, a little long, right? But baseball's a long game in general. But he's like, oh, I, I might as well just go to ties, and he wants to, you know. He wants to um, eliminate half of the minor leagues, right? And it's just yep. like, come on, man. Yeah, Manfred's awful. <laughs> I was not a Bud Selig fan, but, uh, you know, at least we didn't have to question his, I guess, like you said, I feel like Manfred does hate the game. Ever since he came in, it seems like the entire agenda has been, how do we make the game cool for basically the people that don't like baseball to begin with? So it's like, are you trying to appease to your actual fan base, or are you just trying to maybe bring in five more fans just based on, oh, maybe we can shorten games, maybe we can, you know, do this, do that. And I get if they're trying to make it, they're trying to make the game quote unquote cool again for, you know, like you're like you're 17. So, I mean, you love baseball, as you said, and I get it. I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of maybe today's generation loves the NBA, loves the NFL. They can relate to certain players. They are, they're marketable. You know, we, we know for a while now that guys like Mike Trout, who's one of the best players, you know, in the game, obviously the best player in the game and one of the best uh, of his generation. I mean, how many people outside of, even just, you know, the casual baseball fan know much about Mike Trout. And I think a lot of that goes to him spe uh, specifically. You know, maybe he doesn't want to necessarily market. I mean, I'm sure he could be marketed more if he wanted to. Uh, and maybe he's not that kind of personality. But, uh, you know, it's just I just feel like they're trying to really cater to an audience that isn't really a, a baseball. You know, they're not really going to like the game just because we decided to get rid of the four pitch intentional walk or eliminate you know a 15 inning game yeah and I, I think the interesting thing there is like 
man, the way man ever since like a, a lot i talk to a lot of people a lot of friends of mine who aren't like based in chicago and they're like you know we're kind of sick and tired of seeing javi baez cool uh no look tag highlights on our like twitter feed or our instagram feed because that's all like mlb seems to post about but mlb's got an issue where they don't market their big players most people don't night like if uh, Mike Trout or Deshaun Watson was walked, uh, walking down Michigan Avenue in Chicago, everybody knows who Deshaun Watson is. Mike Trout just looks like a normal dude. And, and that's a big problem, right? Because he's arguably one of the greatest baseball players of our time, right? So if you take a look at it, you know, you just got to – Manfred has done a very bad job of trying to market his players. Like they market the cool stuff, like – uh, Javi Baez and his tags and his bat flips. Same with Tim Anderson and his bat flips. But when it comes down to like the better players and like Cody Ballinger, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, they're kind of like, yeah, I don't know if that's really, really a good market uh, market strategy for them. Yeah, definitely. Now. With the NHL and the NBA, uh, what do you think about those leagues coming back? Uh, and I guess really with those, it's like, you know, they have a framework pretty much set up. If it's not officially in stone, it's as close to, I guess, being finalized. But uh, especially with, like, hockey, you know, I keep thinking about, you know, the ice in August and uh, and with, with each sport, with either sport, you have the same amount of months off, essentially. So there's always going to be that kind of rust that plays in. But I feel like with the NBA, uh, you know, when you have best players on the court, you're going to have a, you're still going to have that advantage for the most part. With hockey, I feel like it's pretty much up to any team could have a shot. And then, of course, now we have these COVID-19 spikes kind of going everywhere. So it just makes me wonder if it's even going to be possible to play. But assuming that they do play, what are your thoughts on both leagues? Yeah, I, th- I think the NHL, they just need to narrow down their hub cities. There's still a lot of concerns there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I like the NHL's plan. The NBA plan, I, I think it's cool. Um, having everyone go into a bubble. We've already seen players opt out who have extenuating circumstances or who just don't want to, don't feel safe in that environment. And that's totally fine by me. Right. Uh, but I, but I feel like, you know, in the NBA, the, the interesting thing is they're going to have like that anonymous tip hotline. It's like, if you have like a really chippy game and you go back to the hotel, yeah, I think uh, James Harden was going to leave the bubble. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I feel about the tip hotline. You know, the NHL is interesting because they still haven't narrowed down the hub cities yet. I, I, I thought that would have been something we would have seen already. Um, but, but I really like the NBA's plan, keeping them in a bubble. But how, I don't know how long they can expect everyone to cooperate in the bubble, if you know what I'm saying. You know, that's one of the things, too. It's like, you know, even with baseball, I remember when they were like a month or two ago, they were talking about, you know, can't spit. you got to have your social distancing. And I get that. But at the same time, it's like no matter who the sport is, you're going to have to play the game like normal. And I guess that's kind of, you know, alluding to the bubble aspect of things. So it's like if you can kind of keep away, you know, from you know, the average, I guess the quote unquote average person just stay kind of within your, you know, your environment, your bubble, you hopefully would be okay. And of course, there's still going to be the concerns with older coaches and, you know, people with uh, compromised immune systems. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I guess I feel like for the most part, I felt this way for the last, I don't know, month or so. I kind of feel like I think we're starting to get a handle on this and we still have concerns and issues, but obviously that's kind of how the leagues are, are 
trying to come back soon. You're still going to be challenges, so we'll see how it kind of plays out. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and if you take a look at it, I, I think some of the health and safety things with baseball, I know they're probably negotiating that as we speak, right? But you, you take a look at it, it's like no spitting, no sunflower seeds. Baseball players are going to spit regardless. I'm a baseball player. It, it's just kind of like a habit, right? You know, you tell someone not to do it. They, It's almost like they want to do it more, right? What, what if you do a head first slide and you get dirt in your mouth? How are you supposed to get it out, right? Right. So so I think yeah. some of the, these things have to be a little bit fine-tuned. But but I think overall they'll figure out all this health and safety protocols. Um, but it's just a waiting game of some of, like, the smaller things, like baseball players having to wear their uniforms to the stadium. Really? Do do we really need to do that? Just why can't they just change? I don't I don't see that big of a deal with it. But but that's just me. I don't know how you feel about it. But you know, it's one of those things. If they want to shower at the ballpark, I'd like like I'd be fine with that. Like I don't think it's that big of a deal. Just put like those plastic shower curtains around like each shower head, right? And you know, everyone's in their own little space, and you'll be yeah. fine. Agree. Yeah, you're talking about the hygiene of, of things, and I can't really see a player being. It was coming off out of a game, you know, I would I would think that would have its own, you know, just from a, a basic hygiene perspective, you'd think they would want people to be clean. But anyway, I digress. So anyway, uh, I wanted to shift to ESPN 1000. Obviously, we, we connected basically through the ESPN 1000 shows on Twitter over the last, like, year or so, uh, just from listening to Cap and Company, Black and Abdallah, pretty much any of the shows. How long have you been uh, listening to ESPN 1000? Oh Jesus! Years, um, right? <laughs> yeah, at least like the last year and a half, last two years. I, I think it started when I first started getting on Twitter. You know, big Cubs fan, so I followed all the beat yeah. reporters, and then I was like, "Oh, Jesse, oh Jesse's on now." So I downloaded Tune and App. It's like, "Hey, these guys are pretty good." And then one thing yeah. leads to another, and now we're here. Agreed. Yeah. So for me, I actually, so I'm 31. So I was listening to ESPN 1000 back in 2007, I think it was. So I was in Ohio or no, I was in Virginia at that time. I was still, I was in Virginia. I'm in Virginia now. Uh, I was in Virginia. I was listening to Cubs games on the radio or on the internet rather through random radio links. I didn't have MLB TV. I used, I, we had WGN in Ohio, but um, they, you know, shifted from the national to more of a regional at the time, so I couldn't watch games really, and I was listening to uh, what I could, and I was listening to ESPN 1000, trying to get any Cubs takes or in or uh, you know any Cubs news. And so I remember about two years ago, I was like tired of listening to music at work. I was like, I need to listen to something else. So I started listening to uh, sports talk radio again for the first time in forever. And like you, I kind of. I gravitated towards Cap just because they were on. It was live at the time, or you know, at that time in the morning. And Jesse for the Cubs stuff. And then one thing led to another. As far as it went from just listening for Cubs stuff to just listening to basically all the shows, just because I love the banter. Uh, I always thought it was funny when Cap Black uh, and Zetterman would get into it, or just the normal back and forth there. Uh, and now, of course, now it's like we listen to all the pods. Uh, we listen to all the shows. The banter is great. The Twitter aspect of it is great because I never expected to interact with them as much as we have. You know, I remember, uh, I think it was like a year or two ago, Black and Abdallah, I think it was, went to like a, I think it was like a, it was a college football game. It might have been like Florida, Tennessee or something. And I remember Waddle and Sylvie, I think it was, were giving them a hard time. Like, why would they want to go to that game? And so I remember I added Black on Twitter for the first time and I was, I did not expect them to respond. 
and he did and it was just kind of from there it was like cool these guys actually like interact with us all the time it was like that was that, that was kind of what made it really fun for me yeah and and that's one of the cool parts just with that whole station like uh you know it, yeah. it's not so big with like yurko and waddle right but more of like everyone else you know it's like the interaction is what i think is really cool what kind of makes yeah. me uh like them a little bit more feel a little bit more relatable and stuff like that mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's fun to be able to call in or tweet them. And I've talked, I mean, we both talked to them, I think, you know, whether on Twitter, obviously, or outside of that, as far as just normal interaction, they're always willing to talk with you. But uh, it's cool because you're like, obviously, like, you know, the the good question army leader. So, uh, (laughs) you know, it's fun. We have like, (laughs) in my mind, like a jokingly little like friendly rivalry, like, you know, just like, oh, you're going to call in today or whatever. So I've yeah. started calling in a little bit more. Just, you know, it's fun to interact, whether it's Tyler or Eric or whoever. It's like they all know who I am at this point. So that makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. So on your podcast, how long have you been doing that? Uh, like 10 weeks, 12 weeks. I don't, I don't even know how many episodes we have. It was kind of like one of those spare of the moment uh, quarantine things. Like, you, Nick, you want to do this? Yeah, why not? And then one thing leads to another, and now people say they like it, so I guess we keep doing it. Yeah, you've had Cap, uh, you had Black Hat, who, yeah, uh, who else have you kind of Yeah, had? so we've had, uh, let's see, who have we had? We've had Cap, Cap was fun. We had Chris on after the the NFL draft, and then we had a local reporter for the Daily Herald, uh, Joe Aguilar. We had him on because he covers like high school sports more extensively. And that was the day that um, IHSA kind of released their guidance of like, we're canceling the season, but we're leaving it open in case seniors want to have some kind of senior night and stuff like that. You know, so we talked to him about that because we thought it would be a great perspective like that. And, you know, we'll probably have a couple more guests here on in the future. We got nothing in the works now. But, you know, it's kind of like a spur of the moment thing. You want to do this? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, make the best of this whole uh, this whole situation. I know some of the people I've been able to talk to, like Dan Shulman, he was, you know, willing to come on. It was really cool, and it was kind of like, you know, no one else is – it's like everybody's just kind of doing the same thing as we are, just kind of sitting here waiting for life to get back to some kind of normalcy. So it's like might as well take advantage of this. Right, yeah, yeah. And I think the big thing is, you know, what else are they going to do, right? I mean, yeah. jump on a podcast with two guys like me and you, right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you take a look at it, and it's like, cool, yeah, why not? I got nothing better to do. So I think that's what that's what made it go a little bit easier um, as in regards to, like, talking about sports and, like, booking guests because, uh, like, during, like, a normal uh, – because I know Shulman does, like, Blue Jays and he does some mm-hmm. hockey, right? During, like, a normal season. Like, uh, he, he might be available here and there, but he's got nothing better to do, right? So it's right, just yeah. one of those things where it's like, hey – might as well take advantage of it. Do you have like a bucket list uh, person that you'd want to talk to or interview? Not, not really. I mean, if anyone wants to talk sports with me, like we'll talk sports. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be on a podcast. You could be on Twitter. You'll find me in a bunch of comment sections yelling at people. Um, <laughs> but, but other than that, I don't really have a bucket list. If I can get guests, great. If I can't, whatever. I'll just talk more sports by myself or with Josh, my co-host. You know, we just kind of figure it out as we go. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you yell at anybody on Twitter, but I'll have to look now. <laughs> uh, so, real fast, I remember now. 
Uh, I remember. Uh, so Black was saying to ask you to rank the top five Black and Abdallah show bits that have failed. Now, I know we both said we can't really recall any that have failed. And I think what's great about them is even if something doesn't go according to plan, they're so great at, you know, making that a bit itself. Like, we had this plan, this didn't work out, but they're going to just roll with the punches, basically. So uh, what are some of your, I guess, either top Black and Abdallah moments or bits or just anything, I guess, that you want to share? Yeah, it's it's not really like moments or I I just like Adam and Chris just as like a uh, duo, you know. Those mm-hmm. two are great together. You know, when uh, Danny had the the company wide game, right? Abdallah would come in during the middle of cap and give like a show promo, right? You mm-hmm. know, and like it's just kind of funny, you know. And what those guys do is like those guys are awesome, you know. Oh, like yeah. it's like goes back to what you said. No matter what they um, what they do, whether we know it, whether we know it went off the rails or it didn't, <laughs> right? They always kind of just kind of make a joke out of it. It was like a couple of weeks ago, they're watching Airbud on TV. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> what, what's going on? It's like, what up? And then what, they have like good question, you know, big fan of good question because I got nothing better on to do with my life right now. So, right? Yeah, uh, yeah just might as well listen for good questions. I just love like the little things that rem- that stick with me, like it's early or or um, take that, you know, take that, take that, take, take that, that, take that. Just some of the just the, the quick one-liners. Oh, anytime I remember, Cap would say something or do something or something funny would happen, and Black would be like, "What's happening here?" Yeah. <laughs> and no, so what, if I hear something happening? random, haters, haters versus <laughs> oh, God, realists. The, uh, yeah, the it's early stuff is the, yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah that's just um, awesome. I remember that call within the last month or two now, a couple months probably, when they have, they were taking Bulls calls and they had that one Blackhawks fan call in and they were just, it was so obviously like, it was a basketball call, but they were just like, yeah, what's up, man? And he starts talking hockey yeah. and they're like, you're like, what's your thoughts on Boylan? And he's like, I don't know, man. And they're like, okay, I understand. We gotcha. <laughs> I just love how they just rolled with that. Yeah, it's just got like that. Some of the callers I get, it's like, oh my god. It's like, hey, no. like they wanted to do like a bold backstory, and then they talk about like face wearing face masks in public. It's like, oh, whatever. All right, yeah, produce it on the roll. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, the interaction's fantastic for for everybody. Uh, it's always fun. You never know what you're going to hear, and <laughs> that's part of the fun for sure. But yeah, the interaction's always great. It's cool talking with you. Uh, dude, every time you're on the radio, you sound a lot older than just someone that's like, you know, 17 <laughs> or 18. I swear, I thought you were like my you know, like 30 or 25 or whatever. <laughs> nope, nope, only only 17. Still very, still very uh, not legal yet. Uh, once I get to 18, 18. but you know, uh, one day, uh, we'll figure something out. I can't remember what the, uh, situation was, but I think Abdallah said he was buying. So, oh, yeah. it was at a baseball game. That's yeah. It was. Baseball so, uh, baseball uh, so shout out Abdallah, shout out black and everybody at ESPN 1000. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you having me. Definitely. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. See ya.